This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Charlie Knapp here. Courtney here. Derek here. So uh, it looks like um, any possibility of reconciliation is done. Over over and out, there is no reconciliation between Britney Spears and her sister, Jamie Lynn. There is a threat now um, being fired by Britney's lawyer, Matt Rosengart, saying to Jamie Lynn, if you dare lie, defame, or otherwise trash my client, uh, we're going to sue you for defamation. And it's interesting because when you read the cease and desist letter that we got, Mm -hmm. um, it says in connection with selling your book. The interesting thing to me was it didn't say anything about what's in the book. And when you read the letter, it sounds like you were very sensitive about the book. They know they can't go in to block the book because that never happens, right? It's Mm -hmm. called a prior restraint in the law. So, but still, they could say, if that book contains defamatory information, we're going to sue you. They did not say that in the letter. And I found that really interesting. Like, by the book mean that? It means means how she promotes it. That when she promotes the book, if she lies, but the interesting thing is... But what if the lies are in the book? That's the point. Yeah. It's that they never address that in the letter. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fascinating. I think what might be going on is the book has a publisher, and the publishers are very, very careful, potentially, about defamatory statements. But when she's out there all loose-lipped on podcasts, she's going to be more expansive, and she might slip up and say things that aren't uh, as, as truthful as she had to lay down in the book and get past her publisher. So they're saying... Be 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 mindful. Be mindful also, when I'm you're curious. out there because are we're they, listening and we're going to sue you. And are they also saying what she already said in the podcast has already been lies or like they didn't? It's not they, clear. They, they're acting like in the future. Yeah. Um. But you know. Well, also remember, is it, Jamie Lynn had, had talked about in in an interview had talked about how Britney had had locked them in a room and was holding a knife. But and Char- in the book, and, Charlie, and she I, denied I, that. I'm assuming that's in the book. I thought that was no, in no, the book. No, no, that's definitely in well, the book. But if, but it's, if it's in the see, the weird does, thing is, Britney said it's a lie. Jamie right. Lynn said not only is it true, she said I've got texts on a lot of this stuff. But it, it it's almost like. We're not going to sue you even if it's in the book, but we will sue you if you mention what's in the book <laughs> <That's> <laughs> on your strange. promo tour. I mean, it's yeah. so weird. But also, the book just came out yesterday. For people that pre-order it, pre-ordered it, like myself, we haven't received it yet. So it's possible that Brittany maybe doesn't even know exactly word she for no, word no, no, no. what she, is in this book. We know, we know the answer to that. She does not. She um, didn't get it an advanced copy. No, of it? not we. In fact, the the letter says specifically that Brittany mm-hmm. has not read the book, nor will Brittany read the book. Um, it says that in the letter, so they don't know what's in there, but they got to know that some of this stuff is in the book. Obviously, probably more than what Jamie Lynn would talk about, and yet they're saying it's only about the book tour or what you say mm-hmm. in selling the book. Isn't that a little weird to you? It's very strange. And I always think there's this other risk when you write these letters. You can have a lawyer write a cease and desist pretty pretty easily, but actually filing a lawsuit, you have to have more. So once this book comes out, if there's no lawsuit, Jamie Lynn is going to stand up and be like, 
You said you were going to sue me if there's anything true. I don't see right. any lawsuit. Well, well and there's always you always run that risk that you're going to look like uh, you're confirming what's in the book after you've threatened, but don't follow but through, right? She, but it's not what's in the book. It's what she says about it in the interviews. Well, for both promoting though, it. If there's no lawsuit, then she's going to say, "Guess I said. Guess what I said is true." I mean, well, Brittany and, threatened it, and, and nothing yeah. happened. And, and, and again, you know, <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, what's in the book is in the book. They don't have to say, I'm going to speak now or forever hold my peace. They, they could turn around two weeks and sue. Or a year later, even if they want. Yeah. Or, or a year later. But um, look, Brittany is a public person. And the standard for winning a defamation case is so high that they're going to not only have to prove that it's false, whatever Jamie Lynn says, they're going to have to prove it was basically malicious and that there's no value or, you know, other other than malice, there's nothing behind what she wrote. That's going to be really hard to prove. It's really high standard, guys. And this cease and desist came out on the same day that Britney lashed out at her sister on social media, basically saying that at one point she wanted to slap her 12-year-old sister because she was drinking and a milkshake her and her mom, like, totally came full on you know, just saying the most horrible things about about both of them. She has some major beef with them. And then we know that Jamie Lynn saw this post that Britney had did and just thinks it's like absolutely terrible, thinks that it's a sign of Britney spiraling, thinks she needs support and says that stands by her word by saying that she deserves to say what she wants about her life. It's her life. Now, what's interesting, too, is that apparently they have been texting. Right. Yeah. And so, but how weird that they're texting on the one hand, which and makes then it seem. And also posting on social media and Instagram. And then firing up legal letters. letters. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the weird yeah. thing about yeah. that. So I was told that Jamie Lynn and Brittany did have a conversation that was pretty cordial, actually. And Jamie Lynn. Do you know when? I just know recently. And if you remember, there was that post, what, a few days ago where Jamie Lynn had ended the conversation by saying, call, call me. me. Mm -hmm. So we know that they have spoken and Jamie Lynn had a conversation with Brittany and said, look, every time you go on social media and blast our family, it sends all of your fans to come and attack us, to um, send us death threats. And even Jamie Lynn's two daughters, one is three, one is 12, got rape threats as well. So Jamie Lynn told all this to Brittany. Brittany had said, I had no idea. Me posting on social media, it's all for fun. She even apologized. And so the understanding was that Brittany was no longer going to publicly air their grievances out like this because it's like harming not just Jamie Lynn at this point, but also her but family and Brittany's nieces. That's a hot take when Jamie Lynn's also airing all their dirty laundry. Like, Jamie Lynn's posts have yourself... been a reaction to what Brittany has Nothing. posted the and book. a defense. The book. She's promoting it. She And in her yeah, mind, not in it's... a good way. I can understand why Brittany has to... Why she feels like she has to respond. But, it's but, just but, super but, sad. But, but wait a minute. Because they're both better than their parents. Brittany is has been talking on social media since June. Yeah, and so and has so, Jamie. I know, but sh Brittany's been talking on social media about the relationship. And so, so has Jamie. And I then, understand. Because this book no, has I, been coming I, I'm, out. I'm not saying one should and one shouldn't. I'm just well, wondering no, if one should, why shouldn't the other? That's what I'm saying. But it sounds like Jamie's like, Brittany, you shouldn't be doing it. But Jamie, you're the one who like is doing it look, too. Look, look, someone's got a ceasefire though. They both yes. said a lot on social media. Right. The only way to end this thing is to either pick up the phone and talk to each other or just stop and doing and it. Now, and, also and now Jamie the letter. Lynn, Jamie yeah. Lynn doesn't have a huge enough fan base that they'll go and attack Brittany and threaten Brittany. And, and, and those threats actually possibly stick. Brittany's fan base will will attack Jamie Lynn. And, you know, it's it's very scary because they actually might do something. So there's something else that happened. Today is a really important hearing because Jamie Spears 
is going to court today to ask uh, for more money for some of the lawyers. And we got um, the documents that Brittany's lawyer filed in response to Jamie's request. And um, the headline for me is, according to her lawyer, Matt Rosengard, the estate has gotten $36 million during the course of the conservatorship. The lawyers, the lawyers. No, uh, $6 million to Jamie, more than $30 million to um, more than thirty million to the various lawyers and other professionals. So That's $36 insane. million, dollars, according to uh, Brittany's lawyer, over the course of the 13-year conservatorship. Yeah, that... I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a mind-boggling number. And if you think any of the acrimony has died down, you're dead wrong. These documents are as nasty as, as I've seen throughout the case. Uh, still going after Now they've gotten some documents and are, and are saying there's all this, all this misdealing. How dare this guy come to court and ask for his fees and the fees of his lawyers right. to be approved? He's the guy who ran up all these fees. They, the, the allegation that's sort of crazy in there is while he's making all this money, they say he was trying to pitch his own uh, cooking show. It was called uh, cru Cooking, Cruising, and K. With Jamie Spears, where he out used some of the money he made of the six million to outfit a tour bus and wanted to put grills in well, there. Yeah, no, I mean he, it, it looks well, bad for Jamie to, to outfit the tour bus and turn it into a food truck. A food truck for a show. Right. I mean, he was he was trying to become a star as well. This is a bad look. It's not not to say that he couldn't try to become a reality star himself, but you see all this Come laid out on. in documentation and on the backs of, of of a 13 year conservatorship. It's it's a rough look for him. So this is uh, you know there's going to be this hearing today. Um, and I thought he didn't want any money. I thought he just like wanted out of the well, conservatorship. Well, he's, he's saying it's for the lawyers. Now, to be fair, he does but, owe those lawyers money, right, Harvey? I mean, this is a common thing in conservatorships. You go and you get your fees approved after things have transpired. You do it on a quarterly or a monthly basis, depending on the conservatorship. He's got to pay those lawyers. I mean, those lawyers actually did things. They filed documents. It's a tough spot to well, have the, all of your fees sort of opposed except at this the, point. Except the interesting thing is, suppose that the judge says no. Um, at that point the lawyers who supposedly are owed this money, could they end up then turning around and suing? Uh, and if they sue, who do they sue? It's a great question. Who do you sue? You, the, the fees are not owed by Jamie Spears. The fees are owed by the estate. He, the, the lawyers are approved by the judge. They say, yes, you can hire this law firm. This law firm can perform these tasks. And then they fly spec and see that you did everything, uh, you know, sort of didn't overbill and things like that. But they're owed the money. They have to go after the estate, I would think, and they'll appeal it if they're not paid. I mean, the lawyers are going to get very upset. It's no longer a, a, a client sort of issue at that point. The lawyers want to get paid. The lawyers want to get paid. Yeah. But they, they, they did work. $30 I mean, million dollars over yeah. the course of 13 years, these lawyers. Uh, $30 million? I got to say. And, and here's the thing about it. That it's I'm in the wrong We should have been, been lawyers. I, yeah, I should have went the Al Woods route. It's not, Derek, uh, please. You're not making $30 million. It, I know. Look at and, your outfit. And, and the thing <laughs> is, it's not secret. It's not secret because the judge had to approve all of these fees. So over the years, all of these fees got approved. So it's not like this was a hidden document. I mean, yeah. it's a public document. 100%. So has like Brittany almost paid $60 million over the course of 13 years between her lawyers and Jamie's lawyers? 36. No, no she's asking because, because like, Brittany had her own court-appointed lawyer. Lawyers. I don't think that lawyer got nearly the the amount of money that the like big law firm got. Like, how much has she put? Like Matt Rosen, no, 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 like the Sam Ingham and stuff like that. Yeah. That's actually a really like, good question because it doesn't include Sam Ingham. Does not. Yeah, this includes the estate's lawyers and Jamie's yeah, lawyers. Like, was, no, there right. a, was there Andrew Wallet too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Andrew Wallet got fees over the course of this. No, you're right. It's crazy. It's a ton of money. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. 
your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. We got to move on. So Ooh, um, I was right, though. He I, said I was right. <laughs> I, I, this is, this is I, I don't even know what to make of this. In 2019, 18, was it 18 or 19? 18. 18, no. 18. Objectified? Yeah. yeah. 18. 18. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Aww, it was a great show, Harvey. I did it, and I'm remembering the year. Uh, so I interviewed Alex Trebek for an episode of Objectified. And I asked him, you know, was he thinking of retiring? And he said there's a 50-50 chance even better at the time. And I said, well, who would you want to replace you? So he mentions two people. He says this guy, Alex Faust, who's an L.A. Kings announcer. And then I said, well, what about a woman? And he said, well, I'll tell you, Laura Coates. Um, who is a um, an attorney. She's on cable news. She's actually on CNN. Uh, and he really liked her, and he thought she would be a really good choice. So Laura Coates goes on the Tamron Hall show on Monday. And Tamron Hall brings this interview up and says, so Alex wanted you. And she said, oh, my God, I was so shocked when I heard this. And it was such an honor. And I grew up watching it. And she says, after he died... She thought, I'm going to shoot my shot. Totally. She should. Yeah. She reached out. She already got the blessing. How did it go? Not, <laughs> not well. Here's what she said. I was thrilled when he said my name and I thought, my God, this person that I have watched my whole life really um, could even knows my name, let alone thinks that I would be worthy enough to fill his shoes, which frankly can't be filled. I asked for the opportunity when it came time, um, when they were looking for people to possibly fill in. I certainly raised my hand and knocked on doors and found them closed. And um, I asked for the opportunity. I was told no, which is one of those moments, Tamron, when you have to remember to wear your own jersey. You have to remember to continue to be mm. your own champion in other respects. And, and um, sometimes the vision that you have for yourself or those that surprise you from other people don't align with what happens. And that happened there. So Sony has the ultimate decision, right, of who is going to be the next host. So they didn't even want to meet with her. That's right. I mean, this is a little inside baseball for TV, but Alex it's Rebecca not really was... inside baseball because this became a national story. Yeah. No, no, no. The inside baseball part is the, the executive producers make the call, not the host of the show, right? I mean, and but Alex Trebek was, was, he was, was more talent. than a host. He like, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think this is a huge miss by Sony because Alex Trebek. Maybe they don't have to defer to his choice, but give her a shot because Alex knows what the daily rigors are, what the criteria that are are necessary 
necessary to actually successfully run the show. He did it for 30 years. You should at least take into account his preferences. You don't have to defer to them. And but his bring legacy. her out. They did see, this dog I, and pony I, I, show. I, I see this a little differently because I love Alex. And I mean, I I'm telling too. you that. Oh, my God, that interview. I, I just one of your favorites. I, it, honestly. Yes. Aww. I mean, he's just he was a remarkable guy. But I will say this that a lot of the people on that show have been on that show for a long time. And Alex clearly knew that show backwards and forwards, but so did the other people in the show. I'm thinking that Alex Trebek was the face of the show for 35 years. Alex Trebek was beloved by everybody. Alex Trebek had an idea for two people who were good. And in the mix of things, when you're throwing football players and talk show hosts and everything else in, why not, as a PR move, do this because it's good for the show to do it, not just respecting Alex, but it's good for the show. And I think they blew that. I think they totally blew it. Well, uh, would it be good for ratings? I think so to say, here are the people Alex wanted. And but you all those almost, people are already watching Jeopardy. And you're I, like, you know, look, like more people are going to watch it because Aaron Rodgers was hosting it. Like LeVar Burton's going to draw like another like crowd. Katie Kerr is going to draw like another crowd. Yes, in the short people, term. In the short term. I think you get a ratings pop from having Aaron Rodgers and this, you know, Dr. Oz and all this stuff. But in the long term, the people who watch the show are going to be there and they want to see a host who But you're always going to watch it. Like, are you going to stop watching it now? Because I, like... I They're stop. not hosting it? That's no, you point. want to be here. Like, you want a broader you're audience. Smart. Yeah. I, it, it's just a PR move. It's like, why not? I mean, what would it have hurt them to give each of them a week in the middle of this and to say Alex's choice? It yeah. makes it kind of yeah. interesting. And Especially even after little... all the scandal that they have, they definitely like, could have thrown that in when they like didn't have like Mike Richards anymore. To, like, well, be that, that would have been harder because they went through a whole year before that. And you can't say, Without... oh, God, now that we're screwed, we're going to get these two. No. <laughs> so what do they do, do now? Do they ride with Ken Jennings and Maya Bialik yeah. and figure it out between the two of them? Or do they throw they, Laura into the mix? They can't throw her in the mix now. It's it just it looks late. like they caved. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're kind of boxed in on this thing. Yeah. It just, you know, it's interesting that after this period of time, that Laura Coates came out and said this. I was a little, it was yeah. interesting. What do you make of her? I, I I watched it and I was like, she's fantastic. She could easily run the show. She's extremely polished. She doesn't look bigger than the show. She doesn't seem to have a huge ego. I I, I was blown away by the interview. And, and and if you look at her closely, I think Alex was onto something. I That's feel like just there's, my take. I, I feel like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hurt feelings yeah. from what had happened like with this show. We know that LeVar Burton, when our camera guys tried to ask him about it, he like refused to talk about Jeopardy. You could tell he was like a little salty. And then also, did they even interview the Kings player that he also had mentioned nope, nope. like what is happening like i feel like they just rolled it out so wrong yeah well okay now <laughs> poor you know, i mean i gotta say travis scott <laughs> has kept such a low profile you know since this World tragedy so he resurfaces on monday monday night to go to a rams game and he's in a he's in a box and very kind of you know brand new stadium Oh, beautiful yeah. stadium, but but, but he he's very being... low, very low key. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did not want to be seen particularly. He just wanted to go to the game. The Rams showed all the celebrities. He wasn't one of them shown. He like didn't want to broadcast that he was there. That's right. That's great. So during <laughs> during halftime, uh, he is in a box, and the box next to his <laughs> a, a sewage line breaks, Ew. and raw sewage starts seeping out. Ew. Do you have to say raw sewage? I mean, sewage, like, gets well, the point until across. Until it's treated, it's raw. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm confused because the boxes don't have bathrooms. It was a pipe well, and they're on pipe. the field. It's a pipe that's going through it. Oh, okay. And uh, a river runs through it. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, a, I have a friend mm. who was there, and I was going to sleep on Monday night, and I start getting these 
texts and he's saying, you will not believe what's going on. And he said, Travis Scott is right next to me. And he said that he came out of this, he came out of the, uh, his box because it just smelled, he said, to holy hell. And, <laughs> and, so, and, and uh. Travis is standing out there. So all of these plans. So anyway, he oh. goes back in when the game starts again, and he pretty much stayed the whole game. It's a playoff game. He's it's a gamer. A play- but yeah. it stunk. My friend said it just. Do you know how bad that smells? Like, even, oh my god! But gosh. at least you're like, you have a mask, right? And you can just like put that on, use it as a barrier to not smell the stink. I didn't see stink. one with him in the photos wearing a mask. That's but actually, that so he's just smart. embracing the stink. Yeah. It's a pretty good point, although a little bit gets trapped in the mask. You're right. It blocks out Ew, some smell. Derek. But it's, it's a gross situation. It's a I, gross would, I would get out of there and watch the game from home. So, you know, so he, le- he left two minutes early. So one of three things happened. Either um, he left because he couldn't stand the smell. He left because the Rams um, the were killing the Cardinals. Well, and also a lot of celebrities well, yeah. leave early because they don't want to get hounded mm-hmm. for autographs. Traffic. Or he left yeah, because Ky- or he left because Kylie's water broke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we haven't seen that news yet. So no, yeah. I mean she's yeah. she's um, she's due any day. She's yeah. due Ready any day. Like, she probably already gave birth, and she's just holding the announcement. <laughs> well, no, but wait a minute. I don't. Well, think you so because you saw her live in Stormy. Over, yeah, in we Stormy's saw her birthday weekend. party because oh, everyone did think it, but then you someone like posted IG video and you like saw in the background still. Pregnant, but as she's ever. but she's very pregnant right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think that that baby could come out anytime now. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we are gonna expert. <laughs> we are we are going to leave you for now. But um, you can listen to our podcast just about anywhere. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get podcasts. We're also yeah. on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces. Yeah. All right. See you then. Well, you're. <laughs> <laughs> see you Friday. I Bye. know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 